Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to Not Without My Sister, the podcast where two sisters talk about whatever they feel like talking about that day. Sorry for the little unscheduled break that we had. I, Rosemary, was in Ireland for a couple of weeks and Beatrice across the table from me, was in Fort Wayne, but also has had an incredibly busy couple of weeks with work and with kids. And as usual, there's always a kid running a fever Hmm. with a high temperature puking somewhere. But we're really sorry for the break. And we are back now, hopefully with a bang. Beatrice, do you feel rested after your unscheduled break? (sighs) (laughs) I'll say no. (laughs) We're just never going to feel rested again. No, I don't feel rested. I feel like... I feel exhausted since the pandemic has, since lockdown stopped, basically. I feel absolutely exhausted. I haven't gotten back into anything resembling normalcy. Maybe it was like it's such a weirdly unscheduled moment that I actually, mm. for the first time ever in my life, like had to stop doing things. And even though it was strange to to acclimate to, I, I, I then recently was thinking that it was probably the first time in ages that I just did things around the house, just garden, yeah. just did all these things. And I'm like, Potter what am I going to do a jigsaw? Yeah, I'm like, what am I going to do a jigsaw? I, used to, I did jigsaws for a long time there. Like, what am I going to, why is the garden so annoying? Why is, why is, why is it Sunday night? You know? <laughs> you sound like Bo, your eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I think, though, since I mean, it's it's incorrect to say the pandemic is over. Right. But like since the kind of state of like pandemic emergency is over, I feel like we're all expected to go back to normal, but it's still scary. Do you know what I mean? Like like I'm still very stressed about it. And 
and and I know you are too, like there's still this anxiety around COVID. Like I haven't got COVID as far as I know, which makes me even more worried because I'm like, well, I could still get it. Whereas I feel like people who've got it in the last six months, at least you have a slight security that you're like, well, I'm vaccinated and I got it. So I'm probably not well, likely and, to get it. And I lived. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Sorry. And I mean, I lived. if you did. Yeah. But yeah, I just feel like it's kind of like we're expected to just... I, I don't know it's like when somebody does something really really shit right and then says sorry and you forgive them but you can't go back to acting like normal do you know what I mean so it's like it takes a period of adjustment and I don't really know what that looks like for me because I'm still not like yesterday I went to the supermarket for the first time without a mask and I had been wearing a mask to the supermarket and to kind of busy places and I went kind of in the afternoon I was doing a quick visit and I actually just forgot to bring a mask and like not because I don't wear masks places but because I rarely go places and I just found it really weird I went to the cinema yesterday, no, the day before yesterday and last week. And the first time I went in, it was pretty empty, but I really regretted not having a mask. I felt very uncomfortable for the whole thing. And then, and every time people would laugh or breathe or do whatever, I would be very aware that they were, you know, the... Sporing. Invisible. In your direction. Particles moving in my direction, exactly. And then also at one point somebody farted and I was like, <gasps> absolutely horrified thinking about <laughs> was that it, was particle. Was one of your kids? No, thinking about that <laughs> particle going into my... <laughs> being that close to people, mm. being that close to their bodily functions. Even though here, you know, in the office, most people aren't wearing masks. We're in meetings. I, I still feel uncomfortable too many people in a room. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that... I don't know that that will ever feel super normal. Yeah. Again, forever, because we just were made very conscious of each other's, of the danger of yeah, other yeah. people, that the, the danger is inherent in being around other people. And like the fact that we are so biological, you know what I mean? That there's so many viruses, et cetera, oh, that we yeah, carry around. I know what you mean. We, like we are little breeding grounds for oh, lots gross. of different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, I do know what you mean. Like, yeah, I'd never been quite so aware of other people's germs as I was during the pandemic. And I don't know. Yeah. Like to your point, I don't know if I'll ever... I won't ever not be aware of it again. Yeah. And I even, which I slightly regret now, like I got the new Apple Watch because I was like, it has a hand washing function. It tells you, it tells you to wash your hands for exactly 20 seconds. But like, I used to be very, sound very on about washing my hands. Like I would wash them, but like quickly, you know what I mean? Whereas now I definitely am more like soap everywhere, trying to count the 20 I'm seconds. Going to watch you, I'm going to watch you washing your hands because I want to see if you do, do you wash under your nails? Yeah. Do you? You're supposed no, to. No. I, I watched a thing. To? I watched a thing by so a. That would take twenty seconds on its own. I watched a thing by a scientist washing his hands, and then they like they put soap on their hands, but it had like that green, oh, you know, light, yeah, yeah, goo on it. This was during the pandemic, and it was to show you how to wash your hands. And the part that I never do is the front of my fingers. Now I do it all the time. Oh, yeah. I think I do the front of my fingers. I definitely don't do this it under part, my nails. Like, do you rub that like yeah, that, like that, yes. like this, the way I'm rubbing exactly it. like do that, exactly, exactly that, exact, in exactly that. Okay, to put one. up a, a boomerang of Beatrice showing you how to wash your hands because it's quite disturbing. It's good, right? Yeah, I don't do it under my nails, but I. Well, I was actually going to say I should get a nail brush, but then I feel like that's very unhygienic. Don't, it just, just sits there for ages. When you're washing your hands, just get the soap under your nails and clean under your hands under your nails too. Then you don't need an Apple Watch. You just need it's to actually now. be doing it the right way around, and then it would take you longer than twenty seconds anyway. God, it would take about an hour at oh that rate. Anyway, as I mentioned at the top of the show. The top of the show. Did you? professional. Yes, oh I God. went home to Ireland. I don't think you did mention that. You mentioned that in the first take and then you, you redid it. So no, no, no. The I reason said, we had we taken a break. The reason we had this, we didn't take a break. As Fox says, we're waking up. We didn't wake <gasps> up. Now we're back together. Who's breaking up? Gordon Fox. Fox. Oh. Fox. I love you, mom. I will marry you with this wing. I said, what do we do now that we're married? We wear wings. 
Oh, I know. And last night he said to me, I'm so happy that I'm married to you, mom. A woman I used to work with at the Irish Times was telling me that her son had his first girlfriend. I think he was like eight or nine at the time or something. And she said to him, oh, right. Um, you know, um, what does that entail? And he went, well, mom, there's a lot of smiling. <laughs> Jesus, I wish my kids would get was, girlfriends. Well, I was just about to say, eight-year-olds today are probably not that innocent. That was a good oh. 15 years ago. God, love them. That's adorable. Well, I don't know. There's a couple of eight-year-olds around here who believe in the, in the, oh, well, in the tooth fairy. Not my eight-year-olds. Some, well, some eight-year-olds. I think, I think your eight-year-old would probably do a lot of smiling with his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Nash, when he was eight, wouldn't. No, no. Would you stop naming and shaming? Sorry, sorry. But, but, but your other unnamed older, older child when he well was done. eight. Well done. <laughs> well, no, the other day you called me up and you were like, oh, one of the kids really believes in the tooth fairy. Is he too old? Should I tell him? <sighs> Next thing you know, Fox comes barreling out of nowhere. The tooth fairy's not real. <laughs> age four I was like that, I think that's your answer <laughs> um, oh god anyway yes yeah, so look you're looking delighted now You, ha- it's good to see a smile back on your face a, a, a mediocre smile you've been quick to anger this week I'll, I'll give you that oh god I've been driving you mad with everything that I'm saying dad has been not quite as chill as he was last time he came over but mom says he's getting really grumpy in his old age mom meanwhile remembers absolutely nothing that I say to her and claims is making like ferocious claims of like absolute re and that re what's it called like revisionist re- history. Correct, revisionist history. I pointed out to her the other day. Here is the sunscreen for the kids when you go out in the back. Oh God! I said, just bring. I actually took her hand and walked her up to the windowsill and said, "Here is the sunscreen." And then when I came home that evening, it was like, "Thank God for your sister, or your children would be covered in bug spray from head to toe." I was like, "Why would they be covered in bug spray?" Because you pointed at the bug spray. She pointed. She like brings me to the other side of the kitchen to a totally different shelf. And just now I said, I said, listen, don't give me any more. She goes, where's the sunscreen? And I said, listen, I'm not going to be showing you any more sunscreen. Find it yourself because I'm going to get accused of showing you books. You did show me the books, Brief Philip. I have a witness. Philip, didn't she bring us? St- I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. I have a witness is the worst thing Judge I, Judy yeah, ever told. I have woman. a witness. Yeah, exactly. She loves a good bit of Judge Judy. But anyway, so you came back. So sorry. No, no, no. Just no, to backtrack. No, no, no. no but I'm I was just going to say, I was no, home I'm, for three weeks. Mom and dad came with I'm, me. I feel like people don't have that context. I'm about to say that. Oh, sorry. Go on. Sorry. Jesus. I was sorry, about to I'm say, sorry. I've only been with them for a week. It's been it's been a, a hectic week between work and them being head wreckers. Love them. <laughs> But head records. And you have been with them now for four weeks because you have been, you went to Ireland, stayed mm-hmm. with them, visited mm-hmm. every friend, every cafe, yeah, every everything. We're Spent just... two weeks straight with them in isolation in the airport, traveling back. <laughs> Basically, that, that, that one day took two weeks. Oh my God, it felt like that, did it? Yes. Well, you also had to turn up the airport super early because of... <sighs> because of the Dublin airport mayhem. Yes. And... How how was it? And then you came back and then I will say that I don't think you don't think returning to glorious Fort Wayne was all you were expecting. Now, admittedly, the pool's still not fixed. So that's part of the damage. It's not helping. It's not helping the, the no. general mood. But how was your trip? My trip was, you know what, like, so obviously I haven't been home since before the pandemic, right? So I came here March 2020, haven't been home since then. You, you, you came here single? Single, footloose, fancy free. Yeah, footloose and fancy free. Not thinking. Thinking, when was the next time you thought you'd be home? I thought I'd be home in May for my friend's wedding and then I was going to come home again in September just and for you like were, a casual visit. You were dating Brandon, but not yeah. like long distance. You could have come back and hated him. Yeah. You, you didn't know what to expect. Did not, no. He was living in a house up north in Fort Wayne. Yeah, on his own. Mm-hmm. I, was, I came back to stay with you and then eventually I moved in with him that July and then... We bought our house the following March, I think. So two and a half years later, we then had a baby. 
Yeah. You went home a very different person than the than the innocent, naive girl full of dreams in her pockets who arrived oh my on God, these, yeah. On the I US left shores. an innocent virgin and I came back a mother. I'm not sure about that. If <laughs> anybody who's about to read your book, I'm not sure they're going to think that's true. <laughs> oh, you know what? My highlight of being home was we went for dinner in our cousin's house and our cousin's Two of our different cousins' kids were there, right? One of them's 15 and one of them's, I think, 21 or 22, maybe 20 or 20, 21. And I think our Aunt Elizabeth said to me, tell, tell the guys about your book. And I was like, well, I'm writing a book about all the men I've slept with. Dad, meanwhile, nearly choked on his chicken. <laughs> what was he expecting? Does he not know the topic of this book? Well, I think until then he hadn't heard me describe it as such. He had heard me say, I'm, I'm writing a book about my dating history. Well, he's definitely, whatever you, whatever you told him, he's definitely shocked by some of the... Some of the details, so, some of those details have, have, you know, he said to me, he goes, is, is it not, do I have to read this book? I, I said, I'm not sure. And I said, I'm not sure you have to. In fact, I'm not even sure I'd recommend you reading it. Then Don's like, I'm not reading it. You don't need to read it. I go, you are reading it. Don goes, I, I can't look at Rosemary again. I don't need to know these things about her. He's such a prude. Who would have thunk it? Well, I published an excerpt on my, because I'm publishing it with, with Unbound, which is this kind of crowdfunding platform. And you, and you can put updates about how it's all going, right? So when I submitted the manuscript, I put up an excerpt. And w- one of the lines in it is about this guy that I was dating who out of nowhere put his thumb in my bum. What? Why a thumb, Beatrice? Would you not start with like, if you're going to start with a pinky? Rosemary, why your bum? Like, if you're going to do I something know. with your thumb, why does it have to be bum related? Well, we were having sex. Why so I that was the only available. Up? Why couldn't he be like, yay? <laughs> <laughs> why couldn't he just say, let's dad. have a thumb war if he yeah. wants to do something with his thumb? Exactly. But yeah, I think dad read that excerpt and was a bit shocked. So I think. Oh uh, my God. Poor dad. I know. Oh. I know, I know. Anyway, so yeah, we were at dinner and uh, I was like, well, it's about blah, blah. And I started kind of saying, well, well, you know, it's about dating and it's about kind of the way, the different ways in which I changed myself for men or the ways in which I like so desperately wanted a man that I would basically do whatever, allow him to put his thumb in my bum. I didn't say that at at dinner, to be fair. But I mean, afterwards, mum was like, I don't think that was an appropriate conversation. What? Yeah, they were loving it. But like, they're 15 and 21. What's she expecting? I know. I was like, he's 15. She was like, he's a child. Maybe that's what I should call my book, Thumbs and Bums. <laughs> now I'm thinking how much does mom know about Thumbs and Bums? <laughs> I'd say if you said that to her, she'd, she'd be like... I feel like this should be a term like hitchhiker, bum-thumber, thumb-bummer. Tub-thumping. There's a whole song what? about it. Tub-thumping, is that no, Thumbs no. and Bums? No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I get knocked down, oh. but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. What's this got to do with thumbs and bums? That, well, that song is called Tub Thumping. It just reminded oh. me of it. What? The sound, the sound of the word Tub Thumping, Tub Thumping, Tub Thumping. No, thumb, no, no, nothing to do with not, anyway. One is not related to the other. Okay. Did you manage to go to any of your favorite restaurants? Yes. I went to, okay. Do you want me to give you some some detail? No. Well, I'm going to give it to you. Anyway. Okay. I w- You're just supposed to say yes. That's so rude. I went to Eddie Rockets. They've taken the sweet potato fries off the menu. Oh, I saw you at Eddie Rockets. I was raging. Oh my God. Dad was raging as well. Mom and I went without him. I also noticed that I got very few updates. I got very few texts from either you or mom oh, and dad. during I was very the- busy. I literally got, I kept going, hey, at one point I even had to text, I'm still here. Thanks for ignoring me for three days. It was like... Seriously, nobody cared about me while you were gone. Oh, no, I actually really missed you. And I kept wanting don't to call you. And bother. then I'd be like, oh, don't she'll be in bed bother. or I'll be don't in bed or she doesn't work. Bother. Anyway, went to Eddie Rockets, sweet potato fries off the menu. Not happy. 
The chicken tenders were still delicious. The chocolate malt was not as delicious as I remembered. A lot can change in two and a half years. Oh, maybe it tastes the same, and I just I've I've romanticized everything. But like, why are are they gone? Like they're deliberately gone. The sweet potato maybe? fries. Yeah, the sweet re- potatoes not available in the supply chain crisis. What's no, they've on? replaced them with tater tots. What? Why? Why don't would know. anybody I don't do know. that? I don't know. Tater tots are not a great invention. Maybe maybe food trends because I feel like food trends. I'm obviously food trends go through cycles, but I feel like there was a real trend of like health and sweet potato fries were healthy, and now maybe there's a trend of like American deep fried trash, and that's why tater tots are on there. Well, you we did like get trotter tots. tots yourself for your own um for your own party. Yeah, for your own party. Yeah. That's your upcoming I mean, party. I mean, like I do like tater tots, but I wanted sweet potato fries. I don't understand tater tots. I don't understand the difference between tater tots and croquettes. And croquettes and hash like there's too many American potato things and they all taste the same. Like yeah, they're just some kind of potato fried in oil, right? Yeah. I got Bombay Pantry, my beloved Bombay Pantry. Not as delicious as I remembered. Oh, don't be mean to Bombay Pantry. I mean, it was still delicious, right? But I just, um, you know what? When I was home, for every ten Bombay Pantries I got each month maybe one of them wouldn't be perfect. So I'm like, maybe this was the one, but then I just didn't want to risk getting another one in case it wasn't um, yeah, great. I, I went to Two Boys Brew in Fibsborough, which was delicious, and their avocado on toast has changed and they now include deep fried halloumi sticks, which are incred. I went to Shook. Do people say incred at home now? Because that no. sounds totally no, nerdy. That's just, no, that's <laughs> just, I went to Shook in Drumcondra and had an amazing, which I, I, I like had been open for years before I left and I had never gone before. I tried to go once and they've been but they've been full and I had a roasted an entire roasted cauliflower with tahini and pomegranate seeds and herbs and spices an entire one were you not stuffed there's a cauliflower was that the what was the Indian restaurant down in um, Westmoreland Street that you read the sign totally wrong so I just make up that up Westmoreland Street Westmoreland Street what do you mean that I read the sign totally wrong some sign that said I can't remember the story it's a great story The Eastern Tandoori that we used to go to on South William Street is now gone. That's been gone for years, to be fair. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh, we did get Indian from Indie Spice in Nace, and that was amazing. Really? And it delivered to the house and it arrived within 30 minutes. Really? Beatrice, I turned up for the books. I know. It was amazing. Oh, also got Chipper. Oh, Chipper. Don and I were thinking about the Chipper. Yeah, Chipper was really, really Delicious. good. Delicious. The Chipper. Can't... How do they make the chip? Like, doesn't matter how many vats of oil I could have. How do they make the chips? Soft. And I don't know. Crispy. And crispy. I like, don't know. And just delicious. Delicious. And, and and mom and dad even. Now, so mom and dad refused to get salt and vinegar in the chipper because they claimed that it makes the car what? smell too bad. As if. Yeah. So I was like, you need to get the salt and vinegar. They did. Now, not enough. Like, like I would want them to squeeze it liberally. Yeah, you know, properly. Both of them. Yeah. But it was really good. Fish and chips. Oh, my mouth's actually watering that tea. Yeah. Also had Marks and Spencer chocolate chip cookies, which I'd missed. Absolutely gross. <laughs> had lots of super quince sausages. Oh, deli- oh. You know what? Dad and I were having a super quince sausage conversation yesterday. What? Sounds weird. It does not sound weird. And Dad was saying he'd like to actually make his own sausages. What he actually said was skin his own sausages. Sorry. <laughs> this is my... I said to Dad the other day, Sorry, I Rosemary. saw a recipe for super quince sausages that you can make yourself. No, well, he said he would like to start making his thought. own sausages. And my I thought. said I'd like to make super quince sausages. So actually it was my thought. Fine, I'll send you the recipe I found. No, I don't want your recipe, thanks. So then oh. I looked up, I was trying to describe what it is about them that makes them the best sausages in the world. What would you say? I've no idea. The taste. I've no idea. The taste. Well, I was thinking they're very finely ground. They're very finely ground, There's yeah. also, there's something about the skin of a super quince sausage that is almost caramel-esque. Caramel, caramel, <laughs> like as in that when you you have to cook them really well because part of the best, some of the best part is it's like the, the skin, the, right? The bite of the skin, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, other sausages don't do that. You've right? thought about this a lot. I have, and then I was said, you know what? I bet there's something. I bet you there's something like monosodium glutamate, our favorite ingredient, is probably in there. It's like mom likes to say that's in everything. Yeah, except she calls it mon- monoglutosodomate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I found a recipe that did have. But it was like somebody had dissected it. They were like, well, it says it's three grams of this and four grams oh. of this, not more than two grams. Therefore, that by deduction, that must bring us to 0.28 grams of carb, but not this of sugar. And they came up with a recipe at the end that I was going to try. It looked delicious. Great. Please do. I, by way of dad, are going to try. You know, I, I, have, really I have actually stuffed my own sausages before. Ugh, well, I'm not doing that. When I went to, I went to a Marks and Spencer press event where you could basically make your own sausages. So you had to, it was like icing, you know what I mean? You had to pipe the sausage meat into the Oh, no, Dad skins. would love that. Dad would love that. Did you eat it? Did you eat your sausages then? Or did you leave them? Uh, I actually can't remember. After handling them, I like I would hope I ate them and didn't just throw them out or expect anyone else to eat them. Left I don't really know what I did. for somebody else. That sounds very you. I mean, true. So anyway, so you ate Super Queen sausages galore. I ate rings around myself. Yeah, ate the Aldi croissants. Oh, I also, I went to my friend Kira's house and her husband went and got pastries from No Messin Bakery in Smithfield. And they had, they have a pastry called the Cardi B and it's a cardamom and something pastry and it is amazing. To die for. To in die cred. for. Incred. Amaze. Unbelieve. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, but, you, but you know what? What I was going to say was after two and a half years, I feel like I had built up you know, I have to see, like, I have to see all these people and I have to go to all these places. I have to do all these things that I've really, really missed. And I found the trip really stressful just because I had so many people to see and so many things that I wanted to do. 
And then also I had it in my head that I was somehow going to find time to relax. So like when, when the two and a half weeks were over, I was like, God, I only got to go on one walk and I didn't really watch any TV and I didn't just chill out. And, you know what I mean? So I think next time I would try... Well, next time I would do what you told me to do, which I didn't do this time, but I would do next time. I would go home and invite everyone over for lunch or drinks or something on like the first weekend and then hit all the, like kill all the birds with with one stone. And then after that, be a bit more free knowing that I had seen X amount of people already. You know what I mean? Rosemary, I honestly shuddered when I heard the reports of what you were up to. I went here for lunch and I met this person. Then I went into town and did this and met this person for lunch. Did I say lunch twice? Went for you breakfast. Did, yeah. breakfast but I'm, I'm sure I lunch. went for lunch twice more then than I once. Then I went and had coffee with so-and-so. And then I went and Brian Thomas and met somebody for dinner afterwards. And I was like, I, A, I feel sick. B, I'm exhausted. I was did, absolutely exhausted, yeah. Did you find that you had the same conversations with people or did you did you pick up where you left off? How did it go? Uh, no, I think actually, I mean, I was kind of like, there, there were only one or two people that I met up with that I haven't actually spoken to regularly, if you know what I mean. So we just kind of picked up where we left off in our texts or whatever, or I'd go, oh my God, tell me about this thing you were doing. Or like, there's a friend who started a new job and I was like, oh, you know, you know how's the new job really? Because you know, sometimes in texts, people will be like, oh, everything's great. And then in real life, you'll go, oh, like, tell me you know, like, how do you find being a manager? Or, you know, is, is is this difficult? And people will talk to you in a way that they wouldn't necessarily write down, I think. But I also, I found that I somehow expected things not to have changed more than, like, I went to visit a friend who moved into a new house the year that I left and the garden is amazing. And I walked outside and I went, oh God, like, you know, how are you going to keep this up? Because I didn't think she was into gardening. And she's like, well, I've lived here for two years, Rosemary. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, you know, like in my head, it was like she moved in last month. Because of course I'm only seeing it because of course I'm seeing it right after she moves in. You know what I mean? So I was going to ask you, that's a good segue. I was going to ask you, you've obviously changed a lot, right? You're married. Yeah. You're a mother. You're a stepmother. Oh, yeah. You're a visa holder. You're oh, yeah. Half live. You're like your mind is in the States. You're yeah. aware of American politics. You're all these kinds of things. Had your friends changed? Um, had life changed for them as much, you know, have, I'm sure some of them have become parents. Some of them have gotten married, etc. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Some of them have become parents. Some of them have become like more parents in had, had another child. More parents. More parents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Deeper into the parenting. Some of them also have like practically adults now. Do you know what I mean? That like the last time I saw them, they had babies and now they have like one of my friend's daughters who I last saw when she was three or four and I went, and I was like, oh, hi, do you remember me? And she went, uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but like was, you know, totally grown up and like had her own thoughts and her own ideas and was like interjecting in conversations in a way that she hadn't been at all before because she was just a baby. I don't know that any of my friends expressed that to me, if you know what I mean, that I, you know, that I was like, oh, uh, you know, that they went, oh my God, things have changed so much or that I noticed, you know what I mean? That I was like, oh, they've, they're they're really different. There were some people who I was like, oh, you know what? I feel like we were closer before and and we would have spent kind of more time together and just sat down and done nothing. But I also feel like I didn't have, I didn't give myself the time to do that with anyone really, just to sit down. I think there was one day that I went over to Kira's and I hung out in her house for the afternoon and that was lovely. But I didn't have time or I didn't give myself time to do that with anyone else. So yeah, so I think I missed out, like I missed the feeling of just going over and sitting down and having a cup of tea and feeling like you can just sit and chat for hours because I didn't have the hours to do that with anyone. And I think in hindsight, that was a mistake. Like it was just all, it was very hectic. And then in the very last week as well, I just felt really sorry for the baby. And he, and he was fine. Like he was fine. He was so well behaved. And he was so good and like so happy and didn't, you know, cause a fuss. But there was one day that like I went into town at about 9am 
walked, oh my God, that night I woke up in the middle of the night, I, I walked like 13,000 steps, which at one stage in my life wouldn't have been unusual, but now it's very unusual. And woke up that night, my hips were kill- like I was aching lying in bed, like, like honestly in so much pain. I just felt sorry because I was out from like 9am until 7pm with the baby. Do you know what I mean? So like, you know, like he slept in his buggy and he slept in my arms a bit and, and you know, I fed him and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he's out of any kind of routine. He's not getting his proper naps. And I just felt sorry for him. And so how did you feel about coming back here then? Did you, were you, I mean, I'm sure there were elements like you were happy to be coming back and bringing Atlas back to see his dad, etc. But were you feeling like you, like, great, that's that, that trip accomplished everything I wanted to, to accomplish and now I'm going back and I feel like, you know what I mean, that was a good solid mm. block check and then I can wait another year or whatever till I go back next time? Or how were you feeling about that going back? You know what? I was feeling absolutely fine about coming home. It was like, do you remember the time that you went to Ireland with Bo? And while you were in Ireland, Don bought some Ben 10 thing for Nash and Bo then just wanted to get home to the Ben 10 thing. Yes, I remember. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I feel like, so because while I was in Ireland, my shipment of stuff that I had shipped from Ireland to America that had left Ireland in October finally arrived in May. So I was then really looking forward to getting back here to opening my shipment, which was, we would do a whole other episode about the disappointment of opening my box of pens and stuff. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, yeah, I was really, I really wanted to get back to open my shipment. I wanted Atlas to get home and see Brandon. And also because mom and dad were coming with me, it didn't really feel like leaving if you know what I mean. Like, I think if I'd been leaving mom and dad again, that would have been much harder. So in a way, it didn't, I was just like, great, getting home to my shipment, getting home to Brandon, getting home to this, getting home to that. And it wasn't until I got home, unpacked my disappointing shipment and the kind of dust settled on the trip and I, you know, caught up with my sleep-ish. And then, so I'm home now, just over a week. I think after the first three or four days, I, on Monday or Tuesday, I genuinely felt as if I might have been, might be going slightly insane. Like, I felt really down. I felt really angry for no reason. I think, I think I just, being home kind of really made it hit home, like hit home for me, excuse the overuse of the word home, that I live here now and that I can't go back. Like, unless, you know, sometime in the future, if when when our boys are a bit older, we decide to go back. But at the moment, because Brandon has shared custody with his ex-wife, we wouldn't be leaving without them. Do you know what I mean? So like, we're here. Unless Brandon and I got divorced, and even then, would I go home with the baby and leave him here? I don't know, you know. So I just kind of had to accept, like had to think about, wow, like I'm really here now. And I think being home and then being here and just everything that's been going on in the news in America, the like rollback of Roe versus Wade, the the shooting in Texas, like so many horrific things have been happening here. So I'm like, what am I, why am I, why am I doing here? You know what I mean? So I, I, like I had a kind of a panic moment, I think. And then this week I just have been really struggling with my emotions. And I think it's probably a lot related to that, like a lot related to like not sleeping very well. And just, I don't know, just feeling, feeling annoyed that these things are happening in America and that I kind of have feeling a little bit stuck and just, I don't know, feeling a bit sad that I guess I have to close the door on that part of my life, even though, I mean, I think I will be back. But I think when I first moved over, I really thought that I'd be able to move here and have like my, like have a foot in both. What do they say? Like a foot in both ships, a foot in both. Oh yeah, foot in both camps. And that I'd be going home really often because I was well when I first moved over and I was living with you. I was like, well, I'm going to be saving so much money on rent. I'll be able to go home all the time. Obviously, you save no money. Oh, you didn't. Anyway, (laughs) 
And now I have a mortgage, so I'm really responsible. So obviously, my money just. Brandon gave me a whole conversation for. about how you were not responsible with your money and you were going to have to grow up. <laughs> Good. Did he use those words, going to have to grow up? He's dead. How dare he? He was sitting out in the garden. He was like, Rosemary, he's like, Rosemary and I sat down to go through our money. He's like, and she just spends a lot of, she doesn't leave money over from week to week. And I was, like, he? I was like, who does? I was thinking in my head, but instead I was nodding, not nodding. I was nodding. <laughs> That's nodding sagely for those not in the know. I was nodding. But yeah, yeah, I thought I'd be going home a lot more often. Obviously now I have a baby, so it's kind of different. But I, I just, I thought I'd be able to live both. You know what I mean? Go home for three weeks and then come back here for a couple of months, go home for another three weeks and, you know, go home for like such and such a birthday and then so be here. You probably and, can't, right? I think, I think. I just don't know that I want to anymore. I think it would be too yeah. hard to try and, to try and exist in both places. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think. Because I was home and I, like there were parts of it where I, like I saw some of my friends and I was kind of sad because I was like, oh, I'm not really in in the know in this group anymore because we obviously because I'm not here, you know. What I mean, I haven't seen you seen anyone in two years and gone to anything. I haven't. I think some of it is also not helped by the fact that the flight, the commute from Fort Wayne, is not direct. Like if you lived in New York, yeah. I think it's easier to jump on a plane and yeah, be home in seven hours. You know, yeah. whereas yeah. here it's a full it's a full psychological kind of warfare yeah. event where you have to get up you have to get the flight from here to Chicago hope nothing's delayed have and then there's a layover a wait of whatever yeah. yeah so by the time like, it's a bigger commitment if you want to go home for three days like which I would have done in New York you know yeah. not not like it's not like not it's all the super time, cheap no. but yeah. you could it was available to me yeah whereas here anything is you have to tack on at least two days travel yeah. time yeah but I think it is hard like that idea of the choice being taken away from you you know that you don't you it's it's not that like you wouldn't have made the choice, but you didn't make it. Yeah. You know, like these things kind of incrementally happen. Like you you meet Brandon, you you get married, you still can do all the traveling you want to do, you know. I mean, yes, he has two children, but you could go away for a weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly, like you're saying, you buy the house, you have the baby. They're all logical next steps, but you kind of don't see the other doors closing as yeah. you're opening yeah, these doors. Yeah, as you're opening you know? new ones, yeah. And I, I think like there are, certain things in my own life that I liken it to. I mean, one of them is definitely moving abroad and I always planned and still in the back of my mind think at some point I'll end up back in Ireland. But the more, now that you're here as well, I think, will I? You know, and mom and dad say they're going to come over and spend more time here and I think then what would I be going home for? You know, Mm. yes, I have friends and family there, but I have friends and family here now too, which is bizarre to think about, you know. And the other one is when I think about Don becoming a, you know, a stay-at-home dad, that we thought that would be for a year or two years. Yeah, and it's yeah. only as like with every extra six months or every new job that you take that the options, like the other options close off from you. Not yeah. to say they can't be opened up again, but like you you kind of, you narrow your pathway, you know, as you move with all the decisions you make. Yeah, yeah. You take, I mean, you take one fork in the road and the other fork is way behind you then and you can't go back really. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting. But I yeah, I definitely found coming back much harder than I thought. And I also, you know, it's hard because, I mean, I've spoken about this before on the podcast, I'm sure. I know I definitely have. <laughs> of course, spoken about everything. <laughs> like, I suffer from depression and I'm on medication for it and I've been feeling really, really well for a couple of years now. And, you know, like, not without moments of, like, have being in a shitty mood. Like, that's, you know, I think that's normal. But I think this week I was like, oh my God, am I getting really depressed? Am I getting postnatal depression? You know, is this kind of, are my hormones all crashing after? Because the baby's eight months old now. So I'm like, am I, is like, is it the time that you start, your body starts kind of 
shifting hormones again, basically getting ready to have the next baby. You know what I mean? Like biologically, I might be a bit old for that. Um, but like, I, so I have been in kind of a panic going, is this postnatal depression? Is it just my own depression coming back? Am I just sad and angry and depressed and like a bit kind of grieving the loss of Ireland in a way that I hadn't expected to? So all of that then like yesterday as well, I had a major meltdown and was like bawling my head off and like, like crying at Brandon and just saying kind of ridiculous things and then the baby started crying and I went to pick the baby and, and I was crying and the baby was crying and it was like very very dramatic out of like a movie the baby's wailing and I was like I'm sorry I can't stop crying and the baby's like <laughs> and the two of us this is when I just hung up the phone from you and I put the phone down the bed and was literally like weeping and I was just holding the baby going I'm sorry it's okay it's okay it's okay <laughs> and so you've awful. forgotten also and jet lagged Right. And jet lagged, yeah, about. yeah, yeah. And then obviously, like jet lagged and still getting up three times a night mm -hmm. to feed the baby. Yeah. So I mean, mean so. I think you've answered your own questions in there. Like, there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you one good thing that came out of the trip. Now that you're looking a bit glassy-eyed, would you like to hear all it? your new clothes? All my new clothes. But more importantly, your accent has gone back to being a nice, honest to God Irish accent. We were all relieved. Mom oh, said... No, she didn't. Yes, she did. Mom said, were you happy to hear Rosemary's accent? No, she like, didn't. Yes, she did. And we hugged. Oh, we high-fived. And we thanked. We did. We did. And we said a novena. We did. <laughs> and then you had a McDonald's. <laughs> we did. She did ask me that, though. Did she? She did, yeah. My accent has not changed. Your accent 100%. When I called you on the phone that time, the one time we spoke, you were speaking. I said to you, I said to you, thank God, your twang has gone and you ignored me. And I, I did absolutely ignore you. You I, did hear it, you see? Yeah, of course I heard it, Peter. So I was in a rage. Well, you're welcome. And it sounds so much better. I missed you, though, I have to say. I missed you too. I missed talking to you. I was like, I mean, I didn't have time to talk to you, but but like every day I was like, where's where's my child? Oh, I missed Beatrice. you too. I was an absolute fowler for like oh. some of that time. And then when I would talk to you, I would be in a fowler for the first three minutes of the conversation. Then I'd be delighted that I'd hang up and be in a fowler again. I was like, only Rosemary cheers love. me up. Only, oh. Yeah, it was like my kids. Okay, I love them. They they do cheer me up sometimes. Don, not recently, but usually. Oh. But not recently. But I don't know. It's been. I think it's been a hard time for us all waiting for this pill to be finished. That has, yes, that, I I mean, not to, you know, overdo the puns, but that seems very shallow, but you could be right. It's, re it's really hard being in a hot place. It's just very hard when being you're in a house with all the kids off on summer, oh, yeah. all going berserk. Yeah. And then like I come home from school, from school, that's what it feels like. I come home from work <laughs> and Don's like, okay, now you entertain them, you know? Oh God. Well, I mean, not quite, but no, like, no, no, no. I don't blame I know them what having you mean. been I know what home you with them for the whole day now since yesterday. I'm like, oh my God, this is a lot. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes Brandon gets home and I'm like, yeah, I know you're tired. Take the baby. I'm yeah. going to go and have a bath or like, yeah, I need to go and like stare at my phone in the corner for 20 minutes. And I support that with you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So when are you next going home? Anything planned or not yet? Well, so now the next step in my my journey is that I have to apply for my visa or for my green card. So once I send in that application, I can't leave the country until I'm ready. I think I have to leave the country to go to the embassy to get it, if you know what I mean, or something. I need to figure it all out. But I can't re-enter the country until I've been granted my green card, basically. So I'm going to apply for my green card. And then whenever that gets granted, I will then start thinking about another trip home. But it probably won't be until next year, at least. What are we doing for Christmas? Mum and dad are coming over. Oh, yeah, are they? they already have it all planned, yeah. Oh, well, they, they told me the other day they weren't coming. Oh, 
They're oh, just, they're so mean to me. Very confusing. They are very, coming. Very mean to me. Maybe they just want to come and stay in my house. When am I going? Oh, yeah, they're welcome to. When am I going home? <laughs> when are you going home? I don't know. Well, I was planning on going home next. I was planning on going home this summer, but then realized we have none of our passport. Dan and I were talking last night. Maybe we go home in August or September. Oh, that'd be, be nice. nice. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah, Brandon and I can move in here with our dog and our cat. And would mind you do your that? dog and cat. That I don't be... know, though. Vinny P everywhere. Oh, for God's our sake. dog. Okay. Never mind. Thanks for making my But probably we could. Never I was going to say Nobody probably cares. we could take Daisy. Nobody cares. Probably not, Vinny. Sorry. Nobody cares. Oh, they do care. They Let us care. know if you care who's so going to mind Beatrice's animals. What was the best thing about Ireland? What What was the thing that you were like, I miss this? Now, I miss. Was it the crack? Was it? Was it the great sense of humour? Was it the Was it the understanding that tea should be drunk? I was actually going to say the tea. I think basis. it was just the dropping, the people dropping over to our house and us dropping over to other people's houses and going in and immediately getting a cup of tea. And that like is sitting yeah. down and having a yeah. chat. And just like, I think I really missed all these different houses where I feel comfortable enough to go in and just sit, plonk myself right down. You know what I mean? <laughs> that I don't know that I know, I don't know that many people here well enough that I'd walk in and suddenly sit down on the couch and be like, make me a cup of tea, would you? That was what was nice. Oh my God, this sounds like, <laughs> absolutely, oh my God. Speaking of which, yesterday, a oh, long story, I, at baseball, a long game. Like They're all long games in America, aren't Americans they? love these weird games. Anyway, a long, long game. I was like, is this rounders? Except 15 times longer. Yeah. yeah. And like, you seem to do an awful lot of standing on the field and not a lot of actual sport. I know, sport. American football's the same, Beatrice. There's yeah, a lot of right. standing around. Well, anyway, so... Had to remove my eight-year-old child from the dugout. Is that what it's called? I think so. Right. Had to remove him because I saw him through the wire mesh, banging his head on the wall and crying because he got hit by the ball or something. So I go around, I remove him. We get in the car. I was driving over to your house to, to pick some, to get pick up mom. And I go, and I said like, he's like, we're not going for ice cream. I said, no, we're not going for ice cream. I said, you don't get rewarded like for behaving like that. I understand that you're upset, right? And I understand all this. So I wasn't trying to be a maniac, but I'm also like, you can't behave like this in group settings. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be behaving like this at home and you can't behave like this in public. It's just not yeah. acceptable, right? You're calling me a crybaby. I was like, I'm, I, I never mentioned crybaby. I'm not calling you a crybaby. It's fine to be, have emotions. I said, I have emotions. I cry a lot. It's okay to cry. But you just can't behave like that in front of everybody. And you're making everybody uncomfortable and you can't be banging your head off the wall and taking up all the space on the seat because between bouts of banging his head on the wall, he would then lie down full full length on the bench in the dugout and all the other kids were standing really awkwardly like looking like they really just wanted to sit down. And anyway, and he goes, God, this is just the worst thing ever. You are like, you know what, mom? You use the word obey. I was thinking how interesting that like he really fixates on this word. I'm like your servant. My entire life is just in service of you. Everything I do is do this, do that, do the other. Tidy up, tidy up. Do my clothes, do my breakfast, do my food. I was like, this is amazing. He has an entirely, let me tell you, entirely different interpretation of reality than I do. This I, is where, and I was thinking of you when you were like, my, what is it? My truth. What is it? Yeah, my truth. His yeah. truth is not the same as my truth. But it's, isn't it so interesting that he thinks... That getting his own breakfast is serving you. <laughs> like, Actually, good point. Yeah, he does. He does. He, he thinks, thinks those are all himself. your tasks. Yeah, like, he thinks but, addressing himself. And making him do them. Getting his own clothes is is him yeah. just doing you a favour, yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, 100% That's he does. That's so interesting. Man. Men. I, men. I mean, I love my men and I'm making them better men. I'm making them great men, but still. Men. Men. Uh, <laughs> Am I allowed to say not all men or am I, is, is, is Liam going to edit You can say, say whatever you want. Hashtag not all men. 
<laughs> but yeah, oh man. Thanks so much for listening. Again, we hope you missed us as much as we missed Aww. you. If you did, you can sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister for $5 a month and you'll get an extra bonus episode each and every Friday. Plus you'll get your main episodes early and without any pesky ads. And you'll be happy to hear we're back on our regular schedule now. We're committed to it. It's been, we are back. you know, life's gotten the way there for a little while and we're back. Having seen that, my therapist ghosted me. Vogue and Joanne have got a headline set at Electric Picnic. We are back. We are rejuvenated and re-motivated. We are back. That's going to be us next year. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity. Sound and original music by Don Kirkland. And our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren the home of great Irish podcasts, as is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.